Welcome to another episode of Theological Pipe. News, culture, sports, politics, and everything else from a theological perspective. It's all summed up in love. What should I do? Tell me God is good. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give me peace. Give me peace. Put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. Hey, welcome to another episode of Theological Pipe. Uh, my name's Chris. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's going to be a little bit shorter than than usual, I think. I'm trying something new for the YouTube um, podcast page. Uh, so I'm going to try something different. If it works, great. If not, I'll go back to doing it the way I normally do for the YouTube page. Uh, but thanks for joining us. Again, I want to thank everyone for listening and commenting and sharing and uh, getting involved. So continue to do that. Um, uh, the idea of Theological Pipe, uh, I'll kind of tell you where I got the idea of how I was going to do this. I've had a um, a blog post or a blog page, uh, theological pipe for for quite a while, for a few years. Um, always thought about maybe doing a podcast, uh, but just never had the the correct idea or what I was going to do with it. Um, and I was watching uh, on YouTube a Joe Rogan clip from one of his podcasts, uh, and he had uh, Jordan Peterson, who's a, a clinical psychologist, and um, Brett Weinstein, who's a evolutionary biologist on his program. Uh, and he was talking and Joe's Joe Rogan does a great job because he lets people talk. And these two guys are uh, super smart, you know, top guys in their field. Uh, and they were talking in this clip about um, Charlottesville. And this is, I watched this clip a few months ago and that event happened a while ago. Uh, and Jordan Peterson started talking about it from a psychological perspective. And I, it, I was interested. He's super smart, Weinstein, super smart. Joe kind of kept quiet and let them talk. Uh, and and uh, Jordan Peterson was talking about Charlottesville and and how you know the Nazis, the white supremacists who were there. There was very few of them, but there was a small group of them there. Uh, the media cover them, covering them. The other people that were there to watch. And, and Jordan is covering and talking about this from um, a psychological perspective. And I'm just, it was interesting. I was like, okay, this is really cool. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, how is Eric? Um, going to talk about it from an evolutionary biologist standpoint. Um, and he did. He, he brought in his uh, perspective. And Joe and, uh, I'm sorry, not, uh, uh, Eric and um, Jordan would go back and forth and discuss things and talk about things. And, and it was interesting. And they didn't always agree. And, and Joe, uh, Eric would say, well, this is why I think it's a biological problem with racism and, and, and that kind of stuff. And then Jordan would say, well, it's more psychological. And he'd say, well, I disagree. Well, what about this? Have you ever considered this? And it was really interesting, probably over my, not probably, it was over my head. Um, but the whole time I'm sitting there watching saying, I think they're both missing the spiritual aspect of what's going on there in Charlottesville. Uh, again, I don't care how many or how big or small the crowd was and then the other crowd and the way people reacted. I think there was a spiritual issue going on, a theological issue. And not that I would have put myself in that place because, again, they're way smarter than me, way more intelligent on a different plane. But I said, how cool would it be to have somebody there discussing and say, have you ever thought about the spiritual aspect of it? Now, I don't know. Uh, I, I would assume Jordan would probably say there's a little more spiritual uh, element to it. And, and uh, Eric Weinstein being a, an evolutionary biologist may not, but I think he would listen. Uh, and I just thought it would be interesting. So it was at that point a few months ago where I listened to it, I said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start a podcast and just talk about things from a theological perspective, from the perspective that there is a God and, and cover things in that manner. Uh, and so that's kind of where 
this podcast came about and, you know, we're only a few episodes in and I'm kind of still getting my, my feet wet and trying to feel my way through how to do things. Um, but, you know, we've talked about COVID. We've talked about uh, Black Lives Matter. We've talked about the media in, in other episodes. Uh, I've told a couple funny stories. Uh, and, and that's kind of what I want to do. And so I, I thought for today, for today's episode, um, I was going to get into the mask issue, but not in the way that you think. Um, here in Oklahoma, I, I'm, I'm in Oklahoma uh, and live in, in Broken Arrow, which is a suburb of Tulsa. Um, but in the, the Tulsa City Council just passed a mask ordinance that everyone now has to wear a mask uh, when they're out in public. Um, you know, stores have done that. Walmart uh, is making masks mandatory when you go into the store. Uh, other places have done that. We've, you've seen it on businesses. When you go to the business, it says, hey, you have to wear a mask if you come inside. And I understand the, the both sides of the argument to a point. Um, I, I'm not a conspiracy guy that thinks that people are trying to get us to wear masks to control us somewhere down the line. I'm not saying there's elements of that somewhere, but that's that's an extreme there. And I'm not saying that uh, the virus is a hoax. It's obviously not. And I don't think, I just don't think there's, that's where I'm at in, in terms of wearing a mask or not. Uh, what interest me was the reaction of so many people on social media and so many of my friends on social media who are are just beyond upset about it and again i get i get it and i think that the there's a group i have that are, are extremely upset and say i'm not going to tulsa i'm going to stay in broken arrow because broken arrow right now doesn't have a um a mask ordinance and then there's a group that says well thank goodness it's about time we have a mask ordinance we should be wearing them this is this is deadly serious uh and and that's fine and and i i put a quote on my facebook page the other day it said i don't know or today i think it was says i don't know that was a quote saying me. It was a reminder for me. I don't know. I don't know what's going on about with the coronavirus. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, a scientist. I just kind of follow the numbers. I look at the numbers. I look at this. Listen, cases are going up. That's that's not good. Deaths so far seem to have not gone up with the cases, which is a good thing. Now there's a lag, so uh, you know I'm hoping and praying that the deaths stay down, and maybe the people that are getting sick are younger, they're able to recover quicker. Uh, maybe the virus is weakening. Maybe that we have better ways of combating it with you know with medication and with uh, different treatments and stuff like that. So maybe even as cases rise, let's hope the deaths stay down and and people don't get sick. Um, but again, the reaction from the mass, and, and I, I understand both sides, and, and here's where I was going to kind of cover this just as as quick as I can, uh, again, trying something new on YouTube and want to just go and test it and make sure it works right. Um, but I think there's something greater going on than just the fact that, um, you know, a politician says you need to wear a mask. Uh, or a uh, someone on the media, someone on the news says, hey, why aren't you wearing a mask? You know, we'll you see on the news now a lot, uh, they'll, they'll show pictures of beaches or they'll show pictures of, of a Trump rally or they'll show pictures of, of a protest. And depending on who's covering it, they'll say, well, this isn't bad, but this is, and this is horrible. And can you believe this person not wearing a mask? And, and this person is wearing a mask and look at this person, you know, touching their face or whatever. And, and I, and I get it and I get the reaction because I think one of the issues going on for me is something, uh, it has to deal with trust. Uh, if you look at the people that are telling us what to do, uh, they're politicians and they're media people. I mean, that's that's who we kind of, you know, the media kind of tells us the story uh, and the politicians are the one that drive policy and kind of 
are there to kind of protect us and help us and to to move us forward. And so I wanted to look at something, con- Congression, just look at Congress, the, the politicians. And you can throw the president in there if you want, and because he's just as divisive of, as Congress, uh, if not more so. Um, but congressional approval um, right now um, – well, let me let me go back. In 1979, when they started keeping track uh, of this, this is a Gallup uh, a poll, I believe. Uh, they keep track of congressional approval. In 1979, the approval of Congress was under 20 percent. It was then above 20 percent, and it, it ranged from anywhere from 40 to 50. At sometimes it was up to 60, um, but it was it ranged above 20 percent from 1980. To 1992, and in 1992 it fell below 20 percent again, and then in 1993 it went back up above 20 percent. It stayed above 20 percent until 2010. So from 1979 to two, to 2010 to 2010, it was below 20 percent twice. The 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 approval of Congress, of our leaders, of our of our politicians, in 2010. In 2011, in 2012, in 2013, in 2014, in 2015, in 2016, in 2018, it skips a year. In 2017, it was above 20%. It was like 22%. 2018, 2019, and 2020. In every one of those years, the approval of Congress has been below 20%. So from 1997, from or 1979 to 2010, it was below 20% twice. And then from 2010 on, it's been below 20% every year except one. So people don't trust Congress. People don't like Congress. People don't approve of the way Congress is doing their job. And that's Republicans and Democrats. So the approval of Congress is below 20%. And it's been that way since 2010, basically. One year it was above, it was 22%. They keep polls, Gallup keeps approval polls on the media as well. And from 1972 to 2006, the approval of the media has been between 72% and 51%, meaning more than half of the country approved of the job the media did from 1972 to 2006. Since 2006, every year, the approval of the media has been below 47%. It's been 47% or lower, and it's dropping every year. So what we have, what I think we have, is the media and the politicians, the people that we depend on or we used to depend on to lead us and to tell us the truth and to to tell us the stories that are are going on objectively, without bias, without an agenda, both of them have done a horrible job at keeping our trust. So it's no wonder when a Republican says one thing, the media and the politicians have done such a poor job. They they divide us instead of bring us together. They have agendas on both sides. Uh, you know, there are certain news stations that are right wing, and there are more that are left wing. I mean, Fox is a right wing, Republican focused news organization. I don't think there's that's an uh, that can be debated. But MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CNBC, uh, MSNBC, CBS, and you know, all those networks, they're all left-wing or you know, Democrat-leaning networks. They all have an agenda. They all have a bias. We know that they've lied. We know that they've manufactured news on both sides. We know that they manipulate quotes. We know that they take things out of context. So you have a media that nobody trusts. 
And even if you do trust, you trust one side, not the other. And so they've divided us. They've divided us, divided us in, in, in terms of class and race and gender and beliefs and you name it, they've, they've divided us. I think, and I believe that there's more that brings us together than separates us, but they focus on what separates us, the media does. And I think politicians realize that the way for them to raise money and stay in power is to get on that those wedge issues and, and drive them home. So that's why you have certain groups that are going to be on one side of the aisle driving one side, and they're going to be far, far to the left or far, far to the right, and they're going to stay there because because they know that, you know that that energizes their base, and that gets them to raise money so they can stay in power and not fix the issue. You look at any issue that this country faces, from, from the pandemic to immigration to, uh, you know, uh, problems in the inner city to the employment to education you name it the the fixes aren't that difficult in my opinion you should be able to get some pretty smart people in the room from the republican side and the democrat side and come in and say let's fix this issue and i think they could but they don't because if they do what do they have to do anymore what's their what what's the, what are they going to do they they know that keeping that issue there allows them to raise money and to to play games with us and stuff so when when the mask edict comes down and says you have to wear a mask that's why there's a bunch of people that say no i'm not going to wear a mask because i don't trust politicians and i don't trust the media and that's why when the edict comes down to say i'm going to wear a mask there are people that say yes i'm going to wear a mask because the people who don't want to wear a mask are of the opposite party of me and i don't like them and they're evil and i'm righteous and therefore we're just going to stay divided and it's going to be a whole mess so i, I don't want to say what you know of course i think that the pandemic is real uh, i've talked about this on i think it was episode 2 or 3 to mask or not to mask I'm I'm down for wearing a mask. If it makes people feel better, I'm down for wearing a mask. As as a again as a believer, as someone who believes there is a God and and I want to to show that love and show that peace and show that grace and mercy to people. If someone's hurting, if someone's scared, if someone asks me to do something and it's not that big a deal, I'm probably going to do it. And putting on a mask is really not that big of a deal. And and if the government says we're to put on a mask. And now I can get into the Bible for a second. The Bible says that believers, we're supposed to be subject to the governing authorities. And so that's something maybe you could put in your theological pipe and smoke it before you uh, post something on Facebook about how angry you are and how it's a, a conspiracy. And again, I'm, I understand, and you may be right. Maybe, maybe the numbers are inflated. We know that Florida, if you look at the cases in Florida, we know that there were a bunch of labs and hospitals that inflated the numbers to astronomical levels. They had uh, a bunch of testing sites that were reporting 100% of every every test that was submitted, it was it was positive, and they had to come back because some people did some checking on it. And it was like, well, it wasn't one hundred percent; it was only four percent, or it was only eight percent. And so the numbers are inflated, and when people see that, they distrust the media even more. They distrust the politicians even more. They distrust distrust the people in power even more, and it makes them less likely to 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 go along with that. Um, so again. P putting a mask on to me is not that big a deal. I'm not that bent out of shape about it. Um, and, and I say, if you don't want to wear one, don't go, go to a store that doesn't require it. Um, you know, go hang out in a town that doesn't require it. That's cool. Um, but I think, and if you want to wear a mask, wear one again, I'm, if, if I go out and they say to wear a mask and I go to Walmart, I'm putting a mask on. I'm not going to fight. I don't want to be on YouTube, um, you know, yelling at 
somebody like an idiot because I'm not wearing a mask. You know, uh, if I go to a, a store and they say we don't we won't let you in unless you have a mask, I'm going to put a mask on. You know, uh, but then again, I, I say that I don't want to pretend like I'm righteous because I'm not. There's times I go out, I don't wear a mask. And and that's another thing that, you know, we can maybe talk about hypocrisy, too, for a second. Um, I think it's funny that, again, the people that are arguing for the masks uh, and saying that anyone who's not wearing a mask, you're killing grandma and you're, you're just a horrible person. And and, you know, it's a real thing. And then I've seen pictures on their Instagram or on their Snapchat or on on their Facebook of, you know, one one day they're saying you better wear a mask. You're a horrible person if you don't. The next day they're out to dinner with their wife or their husband and um, not wearing a mask. Now, in, in a restaurant, you don't wear a mask, but it, it, I was thinking more in terms of they're, they're out at a bar and they're not wearing a mask. They're out um, hanging out with a group of friends and nobody's wearing a mask. You know, and, and that's that's kind of, you know, they're out at a, in the backyard somewhere hanging out with, you know, 15 of their best friends and nobody's wearing a mask. And so, you know, hypocrisy, hypocrisy, hypocrisy is one thing. Um, but I think that the biggest issue for me with this mask thing and the reason that we have the reaction we have is not so much the the idea of the mask. It's the, the people that are telling us to wear the mask, the politicians and the media. Uh, we don't trust them. Uh, it's both sides. Um, it depends on who's delivering the news, if we trust them or not, and they've divided us and they're going to continue to divide us. And so maybe as, as believers in a higher power, whether it's the Christian God or any other God, they, they, they want, you, you know, God wants good. He wants peace. He wants, that's who he is. He's the, Jesus is the Prince of peace. Uh, you know, he wants us to be together. So instead of being so divisive, instead of being so angry, you know, maybe take a step back again, put something in your theological pipe and smoke it and, and think about it for a second and think of things from a different perspective and wonder why the reaction is. Again, I think the reaction is um, we just don't trust people anymore. And, and I think they do it by design. We need to not let them win. Uh, and I think social media is part of that. I think that, um, you know, people who do their own uh, media and stuff uh, on Facebook and Twitter and, and the citizen journalists are, that, are, that are taking video of things, uh, they, they drive things. And I think that can open some people's eyes. And I think having conversations where, you know, you talk about your, your opinions and your beliefs and, and try to understand why someone would say, hey, I'm not going to wear a mask or, hey, why I think you should wear a mask. Uh, and then maybe realize that, you know what, a person who says they're not going to wear a mask, maybe they're not crazy. And a person who says you have to wear a mask, maybe there's a reason for it. And, um, and we can kind of learn to come together uh, and start trusting each other. Um, and then maybe not listen to the media so much, maybe not listen to the politicians so much and they'll come around because I think they need to do a better job. So uh, I think that's something you could put in your theological pipe, theological pipe and smoke it. So put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. Think about that. Uh, and then like I say, every time at the end of the episode, just go out and be nice. Um, you'd be surprised how, how just a smile or a kind word or being friendly to somebody uh, can change things. So go out and be nice. Put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. Mom.